Happy Tuesday. It's 1.44 p.m. It is February 2nd, 2021. And I was about to start a meditation. And I had this realization come to me. And I wanted to say it out loud so that hopefully I can understand it. And it can help me um, in my healing. Because... I know I have a lot of that to do. I know I've done a lot. um, Or maybe not healed. But I've definitely broken generational traumas. But. um, So. Real quick. I guess just a. uh, Just to backtrack. To give some clarity on where I'm going with this um back in December I know I talked about it um I found out um that through DNA testing um I found out that my brother wasn't my full brother he was just my half brother and I had a real hard time with it that first day and then after that I was okay um and I think that just comes from it it wasn't a complete shock um and it is what it is. Uh, it, it doesn't do me any good to sit here and, and and focus on the lie or the betrayal or if, if that's what it... That may be how it might have felt or, or I could have allowed it to feel. But I know that that's ne- not necessarily uh, was my mother's intention. Um, I know we're hurt by people um, and people that we think aren't supposed to hurt us. But those people that hurt us, especially I think if it's like a mother or somebody close and they hurt us, I don't think that that was ever the intention. Um, As naive and as ignorant as that may sound, sometimes people only do what they know. And if they've never shown better, how can they be better? And... um, So I've been okay with it, right? Like, for the most part. Yeah, no, really. I mean, yeah, I think I'm okay. Um, Although I realize that there's a lot of unhealed shit that I may have intellectually understood as an adult, but didn't go back and heal as a child, if that makes sense. Like, my child, that shame that sat with me as a child, that even though when I became an adult, I understood that I was a child and that I didn't know any better. The child part of myself that felt that shame still hasn't completely healed. I don't know. My brain understands it. (laughs) Um, But um, my sister called me this morning, my older sister, Myra. Back in December, she decided she was going to do the 23andMe that she wanted to know. Um, So she did it and she got her answers. Or I think she got it last night. But anyway, she called me today. And so now on the DNA, it says... That we're all just half siblings. Myra is only my half sibling. And she is only my brother's half sibling. And so all of us have different dads. Is is what I'm gathering. Um, and Myra is like. She couldn't sleep all night. And she's. And I can't. We're all different people. And we all take news differently. 
but we were you know so we were talking about it and i was like i get like it's different for you you left she left when she was 16 i think and so i was only or 15 i don't know she was i think i was only four i i don't ever remember Meyer being in my home um living a part of the the family home um so she left when i was really small um so her experience with my parents albeit there were some things that were probably the same it was much different um my experience had never been very functional um i pretty much had a parentless home um in the earlier years because my dad worked out of town and my mom worked has always worked nights um so when I was home, she was at work. And when I was at school, she was home. So there wasn't a lot of, I didn't see her a lot. Um, and my dad worked out of town. And then when I got older, that continued for my mother. And my father quit working altogether and would literally sit locked in his room, drinking and smoking and listening to a Spanish radio. <laughs> That's literally what he did. Um, and then there was other stuff that I saw just growing up that I knew wasn't normal. So I don't know if because of that, I was able to to identify, I guess, those things that I knew weren't normal. So I, I knew enough to not want that for my life. Um, but I'm still fucked up. <laughs> like, but who isn't, right? Like, aren't we all fucked up in some way? And even though people sit and say, oh, well, she got abused or or she was abandoned or and you may have had a two parent household, but it wasn't any better. And like people want to like, oh, well, mine was worse. Trauma's trauma, dude. And it fucks us up. Um, and. We can sit and be victims of it and say, oh, woe is me because all this bad shit happened to me. So that's why I'm fucked up. Or we can say, yeah, all that fucked up shit happened to me, but I learned from it. Had I not had that fucked up shit happen to me, I wouldn't be who I am today. Okay, so Cameron called me and she's on her way home. Um But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't know what I know today. Um but that's not even why I don't even think that's why I got on here. Myra called me and and you know, she told me she sent me a picture of the thing and so she's really upset and she wants to talk to my mom and I don't know if if I really don't know why it's not like affecting me. Um I don't feel bad or sad about it. I just it is what it is. And um I don't know if that comes from like I said going through what I went through, but I was just sitting here and I was thinking about my mom. And I was like, I feel so bad for her. Um, because what would make you do that? Like, I don't think she 
I just, I don't know what she thought. Like, but bitch, you couldn't have him use protection at least? Like, what the fuck? Like. What was she like? I don't know. I just feel so bad for her and my dad because that's such an ugly way to live. Like, my dad was so miserable. His, like, the whole time I knew him and now I wonder. Like, maybe that's why because he always knew, but why did he stay? Then my mom was having many affairs and, like, What made her, like, her self-worth to want to, like, to, to want to be with different men? I don't know. Like, I don't know. And maybe it wasn't even that deep. Maybe she was just horny and she didn't like my dad. And she decided she just wanted to fuck up. I don't know. Like, it may, it may not even be as, but, like, it also... Like, I had an aha moment because growing up, once I became sexually active, which I did very young, um, I think I was 14 or going to be 14. I don't even remember because I, I lied to myself for so long because I said I was I would tell everybody I was 15 when I lost my virginity because which that's even too young. But that seemed more acceptable than 13. So I think I was either 13 about to be 14 or 14 about to be 15. Uh, when I had my first sexual experience. And then after that. Um, I had a lot of sexual partners and I used to feel like shit about it. I used to be. Well, when I was younger. I had this mentality that, oh, boys can do it. I'm going to do it, too. I did. I had this very, like, from having grown up in the shit and always feeling when I was little, when I was abused by my brother. Um, and I hate to say abuse, but that's what it was. That That's honestly what it was. It was. And I didn't know for years that that's what it was. And I felt like shit for years because of it. But it was abuse. And I'm not saying that he did it. Like, he was a kid, too. So parents should have been there to see that and to change that and unfortunately I didn't have parents that paid much attention um but anyways you know I felt so ugly when I was little and I felt like worthless so I taught myself at a very young age and I don't even think I intellectually that's why I think my view of self-love is so fucked up because I learned it at such a young age. I remember being like, I don't know, 10 or something. And I would look at myself in the mirror. And I would tell myself. It doesn't matter what other people say about you. You are beautiful and you love yourself. You are all you need. And I remember, like, I can, I can remember it so well right now. And I would always tell myself that I loved myself when people would talk about me. I don't care. 
I'm beautiful. I don't care what you say. Like I remember so well. And um, so when I got older and started, um, uh, you know, going into puberty and meeting boys and, you know, I was always um, like, I just remember I would say, like, I wouldn't just have sex with anybody, like it wasn't like, but if I wanted to, I did, which was often. And I would always be like, if guys can do it, I can, that doesn't make me a hoe, you know? And that was my mentality. Um, up until I was about 18 and then something clicked and I was like, no, I remember I knew, I remember I knew that I, that wasn't like, it didn't make me feel good. And so I stopped and then shortly after I met Andrew. But anyways, the realization that I had a moment ago was that even though I may not have known it at the time, not only was I having sex with a lot of people because like at the time I was telling myself, men, if if guys can do it, I can do it too. But also I was looking for some connection there was something i was looking for that love that you're supposed to feel the the the, the, the what's the word i'm looking the affection you know like hugging kissing um feeling loved that's what i was chasing it wasn't necessarily um and no it was i wanted to have that affection from somebody that i knew somebody loved me um And then also probably seeing that shit that my mom did. Probably, I don't know how much of it, but sub subconsciously or unconsciously, I think it did um, affect how I used sex at, at growing up. And I guess that's why I tell my daughter, you know, I've always told her like, Well, I always told both of them, I'm very affectionate with them. I hug them. I tell them I love them every single minute of every single day. Um, I hug them. I kiss them. And I've always told my kids, you see so many of your friends that go, that, like a lot of their, most of their friends, their peers, all, like Cameron's about to be 23 a large majority of her peers already have babies or shacked up and we're doing that long before like most of her friends were having sexual relations at 14 15 i guess that's actually the norm and i talked to cameron about this a long time when she was much younger and i was just like you know at the end of the day you're going to you have a mind of your own and you have to make your own choices but there's things i'm going to talk to you about that i just I want you to know because nobody told me. And I always told her. Like you have your whole life ahead of you to find somebody to be with. Like that's not the end all be all. Like that's not. We're taught. Like for some reason. I don't know if it's just in my community. We're taught. Um, 
Like after college, after high school, not even after college, after high school, you go and you find somebody, you get married, you have kids, and that's what you do the rest of your life. And there's so much in between that, that nobody told me about. Um, and that I think we as, I don't know if it's parents or I don't know if it's, a, a, I don't know what it is, but we, we fail to, to teach our kids. Like there's so much more to life. Like go out there, find yourself, um, m- like find out who you are, whether that's by going to college or traveling the world or I don't know um, what my point was. I don't even know what the fucking point of the story was. But oh, yes. So um, what I think I have found is that not just in my family, which was really fucked up, but in most families, we are not shown affection. We're not shown open affection, hugging, kissing. Um, and I, I'm not sure why our parents don't do that. Um, I know my parents had this, not only were they not around, but they also were very like, I don't have to tell you, I love you. I take care of you. I, you have a house, blah, blah, blah. Like that's how parents show they care, but no, you need to be told that you need to be showed that. And what I've seen with Cameron and Eric, and, and their peers, or what I, my theory, I guess I should say, is that these kids get into relationships, whether it's with other, like whether they're gay, lesbian, whatever, at a young age, uh, hetero, they're looking for that connection. They're looking for that love to be reciprocated. And so they look for it outside of the family because they don't get it there. And my kids, I'm very affectionate with them. I show them love all the time. And they are also in return. And they've, both of them have come back and been like, you know, people think that's weird. That, and I'm like, why? Like, that's the problem is that people think it's weird when you're, those are your kids. That's, that's where they first learn love from is in your home. And it's not enough to say they should know that I love them. I'm their mother. I'm their father. No, you need to tell them. And it sounds, maybe to some, it sounds like that's like silly. No, it's so important. Um, But the revelation I had was that I realized that a lot of my, like my promiscuity is that a correct word at a young age was from I think wanting that connection with someone but also what I had seen in my house um like just different things but how I was able to change that um like my mom used apparently sex as a way to I don't know like I don't know her but she obviously had issues there I also did um but hopefully now I was able to break that that generational curse, trauma, whatever you want to call it. And my daughter will have a much different relationship. And hopefully that will continue. I don't know. That was my thought for today. And have a good day. <laughs> Bitch, you're stupid.